Tony. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Can you, uh, how's my volume? It's perfect. It's perfect. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today on Let's Laugh and Share podcast. It's my pleasure. Oh, great. Yeah. I, um, we talked yesterday in our pre-podcast conversation and, um, I felt like you have so much like to offer just an insight on things in life and just your story in general. Um, so, and I was thinking about how to start the conversation today. Um, so I guess I'll start off with, um, Tony, you're a creative strategist and you're also a photographer. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Um, basically, in um, my, I guess, my, my work life, um, I, I, you know, ideate and come up with ideas to create um, meaningful experiences for customers or peoples. And that can be from anything from store, um, retail store to um, festivals, um, activations at festivals. Um, photography I used to say it's a hobby, but you know, the older I get, I understand that it's always been a part of me because I look at things in a different way and I try to capture those and share them with people. Um, do I have the skill set as your normal photographer that knows how to develop film and things like that? No, um, it's all a learning process. Um, I shoot digital, I shoot on my camera, but I think the most important thing and what you know, I was told um, early on was just shoot everything and then, you know, figure, figure out what you want to do with it later, because if you didn't capture it, you can't share it or, you know, mm, I like that. Shoot everything. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, I, it, so yeah, that advice is also comes at a price of um, time because you have all these images and, you know, being on that creative side, sometimes, you know, I'll take, 10 photos and they're all different to me, but to, you know, someone else that, you know, doesn't see my vision or, you know, has a different perspective on what I've shot might not see the the subtleties and the changes. And, and that's okay, you know, and I, at least I, I have them and I can choose at will what I would like to present, so. Yeah, you, you sent me, I asked for some images and you sent me <laughs> over some beautiful work, so I, excited to um to share those on uh social media outlets and stuff like that thank you uh, yeah really beautiful really beautiful work um let's see yesterday we were talking i was really in like not surprised but i was really when you told me that you've lived in switzerland yes that to me was so cool. I've always wanted to live out of the country and there's a couple different places that I have in mind. But can you kind of take me through that story if you don't mind? Sure, sure, most definitely. So I ended up in Switzerland. Um, I want to believe it was uh, 1994. I know I'm dating myself, but that's okay. No. Um, <laughs> Not so, at all. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would have to go all the way back to um, college where, you know, um, I was working, um, I went to school in Georgia, a little small um, community college. Um, 
And the president of that school basically um, said, you know, I was at that time, I was doing a lot of um, audio engineering or, you know, things, doing talent shows, uh, sound for talent shows, things like that. So I was more on the production side. And he said, hey, you know, there's this group called Up With People, which is an international group that travels around the world. It has a very um, social and um, cultural impacting um, element to it. It's still um, alive today and, and running. And I got the opportunity to travel you know, quite a few places um, throughout Europe and the United States. And that just sparked my interest for travel. And during that time, uh, my three-year tenure at uh, With Up With People, um, I met uh, a woman at the time. Um, we, you know, started dating and then she, she is, she is Swiss, but she lived in Berlin. She said that she told, she would say that she said I could come visit. And um, I heard move over. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I left um, Denver, Colorado, which is where I was working. Um, went back to Florida for a month, you know, raised some money in the sense of like I worked, uh, I worked pretty hard save my money and i moved i picked up and moved within two months wow and so you saved money with it you were like i'm going yeah it, it was the idea of like i'm i'm going and it wasn't so much in the sense like i'm moving it was like oh i'm going to live with my girlfriend there and right. i don't know you know didn't think further that i'm moving to switzerland with my girlfriend question for you have you always had a sense of adventure yes um only child i grew up on a farm in florida um 75 acres was always in the pig pasture climbing trees daydreaming about everything under the sun um so I, i've always had this creative um mindset and just adventure just doing things and i mean that's a testament to you know that you know, being my age of like going outside and not coming back in until it's dark, but also, you know, just being, you know, having the world, like all the opportunities coming from a small farm. What did I know about traveling, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I saw it on PBS. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> and I just saw different countries. That's where I first saw Pele and that's, you know, sparked my interest in playing soccer. Um, Brazil and so all of these things, you know, just sparked my interest. So traveling when I could travel and what I when I could leave home, um, I did. I didn't I didn't even look back. But it was more about expanding, you know, just learning new things and meeting new people. And um, so I Florida <laughs> moved uh, flew over to Paris. Um, from Paris, I spent a couple of days there. I had some friends in um, the Netherlands, so I went there, hung out for a couple of days, and then slowly made my way over to Berlin, which was where um, my girlfriend at the time, that's where she lived, but she had just gotten a job with Swiss Air, and she was moving back home to Zurich, Switzerland. So I, we drove from Berlin to Zurich, Switzerland, so that was kind of my, you know, my start. And I was living there, 
And to be honest, I didn't think further than that. And then I was like, well, I'm not the type of person to just kind of sit around and not do anything. So I need to find work. So I went to all of these establishments trying to find work, but didn't do my research in the sense of understanding that I needed a um, a permit to work. Mm. So I was lucky enough to, you know, meet someone that says, hey, you know, there's, the, and I, I won't blow up their spot, but hey, I know this concert theater that hires people, you know, off the books, you should go check them out. Um, you know, and just with my experience in the, um, in the audio and production, and, you know, um, I went over, they hired me and that's where I worked. So that kind of fulfilled my passion. But I also knew too that I needed to find uh, a legal job, um, you know, just living there. And then once I, you know, fast forward, you know, found a legal job, um, got married. Um, and, and to be honest, like, and, and to kind of, I'm sorry, I'm going to take a step back. My first job in Switzerland was I went from managing, you know, because uh, I worked in a studio slash um production house so managing you know multi-million dollars of equipment my first job in switzerland was i was a babysitter i babysat a young kid um, fabian was his name and um, he didn't speak english i didn't speak swiss german and but you know we got along um it, it, it was interesting uh, how did that work um young kids so you know kids are resilient so you know I, the little German that I did know, I mean, it, it wasn't conversational at all, wow. but, you know, yes, no, um, are you hungry? Things like very simple words, you know, we okay. understood each other. Um, however, you know, the pay wasn't, it, it was very humbling because the pay wasn't there. Mm. Um, and then that's when my friend said, hey, you know, check out this um, concert theater place. They're looking for people. So I went there got um, a job working as a PA um, so I, and that was really amazing because I got a chance to work with a lot of artists that I love from you know Old Dirty Bastard, uh, Wu-Tang, The Roots, um, I probably saw The Roots more times like up close than a lot of people um, mm, cool. and it was just it was just a great experience for me um, mm -hmm. fast forward I got married um, started working um, for uh, another company. And I think that company because, um, it, well, at first I, I was working in the kitchen, um, doing dishes, um, things that very hard work, I I would say. Okay. And, um, and just being, you know, in this music era, I couldn't take all of the sounds in the kitchen. I, I had a really hard time dealing with the spoons, the forks, the plates, the water, the, the machines. And I was like, you know, how do I get out of this section? And they said, well, you know, you have to learn German. So I was like, okay, where, show me where. I was just fortunate enough that they actually own the German school. So basically, I um, I went to school for free because they would basically pay for my courses, which I finished and passed them. And that was such an amazing experience for me because the more I was able to communicate, the more I was able to interact with the public and get out of washing the dishes and things like that. So that was really great because it allowed me to expand. I'm a people person. So, you know, being able to meet people and to learn new things and to listen to people's stories. And yeah, so that was such an experience, you know, living there for like two and a half years. And then we moved to New York.
Um, and just in the pursuit of, you know, my wife at the time, she was studying to be an actress and I was just, you know, coming along. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to New York for one year and then I want to come back to Switzerland. So, and 20 plus years later, I'm still in New York, which um, not complaining at all. Um, great experience here and, you know, I love it. So, very cool. Speak German. Um, it, Yes, I, yes. Um, I understand a lot, not as much as I did when I was living there. I think if you would put me back within a month, I, would, I think my um, speaking and comprehension level will be back where it was. Yes. That's so cool that you end, they ended up with the school thing and how that worked out. I always, yeah. To me, it always seems like once, it just seems like doors will open as sometimes as soon as you're ready to step through them, things will just start. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, and I think that, um, you know, just growing up, I've just always been an open type person and just willing to try different things, willing to hang out with different people. And you're correct. Those doors started to open up and then I was like, oh, this is exciting. And then I move on to, you know, the next door. And yeah, so it's just, you know, it was a constant learning of myself and whatever environment that I was in. So very cool very cool well as you were talking i was thinking about more questions but i would this is what i'd like to ask you sure <clears throat> what would you like people to know most about you just who you are as a person like i we've been connected on social media for years i believe and i, I mentioned to you that i've seen your images and just it was something that was drawing me to you and i thought that it would be a great con think what do you want people to know most about you um what i would like people to know about me is one um you know I, i'm still i'm still a southern person in heart and i love nature and i love i love listening to people because what i've learned in throughout my travel is that i can always learn something from someone you no know, at in in any given situation mm -hmm. and what I think and, and um, a friend of mine said this to me before just about learning was that knowledge helps you win the game mm. wisdom allows you to know which games are worth playing and so mm -hmm. that's one reason that I love listening to people because I can gain so much information and it helps me when those doors open to say okay with all of this information that I've learned throughout my years and now I've gained this wisdom what's the right direction and, and you know way to go so I would like people to know that I'm I'm always open and I'm always you know willing to learn and to listen um 100 percent uh, a family oriented person i love my community but i also love sustainability um so far as like farming and things like that so for me i would definitely say honest i'm hospitable i am you know always willing to learn but not only am i always willing to learn i'm always willing to share the knowledge that i have um, because it was given to me, so I, I want to give it back. So I try to be a mirror or reflection, you know, mm -hmm. of people. Mm -hmm. I like that. And you were 
I just want to go back to you being a creative strategist, just for people that may not really know um, what what that means. Um, you were kind of going through some of the projects that you worked on. Do you mind talking to me about that? Sure. I mean, um, so, I mean, people that know me know my history and, and know that, you know, I've been at, uh, I was at H&M for pretty much as long as they were in the U.S. I was there for about 21 years just before the um, pandemic. So being able to be in a space where you can um, evoke change, um, and, you know, help a business grow, understanding the, you know, the, the launching of products or maybe, you know, of an activation, um, how to get a brand to stand out and, you know, how to get that brand to evoke emotions and, you know, but also be authentic about, you know, those thought provoking um, experiences that the brand produces. So for me, on the creative side and the strategist, that's, I want to, I lean toward creative partnerships where that are meaningful and just not, you know, just not for clicks or for, you know, likes. Um, so though that's the area where I'm at right now. Okay. Do you so, uh, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, so some of the projects that I, I, I'm working with, um, um, Mark Stevens, exper experiential agency right now, and we've done um, some great events. We've uh, worked with uh, Mary J. Blige and um, Strength of a Woman. Um, Essence Fest we just came off of, which is, you know, just great experience and being able to, you know, design and ideate these great experiences that, you know, attendees love and they talk about it and they Instagram it. And so for me, that's the the part that, like, what's the takeaway from, you know, these activations? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And that was that. And that's what I was thinking about for that. Let me see if I have any other questions for you because I was kind of thinking about it while you were talking. Um, I know you were telling me yesterday with your photography that that's kind of in the direction that you want to go in now. Like, yeah. where do you see yourself going? Like, do you have any ideas about where you want to take it? Any upcoming shows that we can look for? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm leaning back toward, I was just in Mexico City and just such a beautiful city. And I felt like, oh, I didn't have enough time to, you know, really dig in and take photos the way that I want to take them. And for me, it's like a growing process and, you know, finding things that I like that are interesting to me. And what I found there was just the architecture was, you know, extremely beautiful, but everything and i love ivy so like it was like all of these really you know beautiful ivy covered walls and doors and the colors so i mean for me i want to expand on my photography um landscape um uh, uh, um i'm drawing a blank on, on the name now uh street style and who, who knows like maybe you know come put together a coffee table book um, but I like to incorporate my um, my photography. I want to incorporate the photography into more of the, the creative uh, strategy and partnerships where, you know, art directing and things like that. So it's, I haven't fully flushed it out yet, but that's the direction I want to go is 
more on the art directing side, but you know, working along with um, creative partners. So. Oh, cool. And of course, while you were talking to, I was thinking, I wonder if you, do you work with any other independent small businesses, like with your creative strategy? Do you do, do you help assist with small businesses? Um, would you? Y- yes. So yes to that. I am working on, um, I don't want to give too much away, but yes. So I am working on that for the, for the near future, um, okay. to be more of, um, to me, to me, more available and to help young businesses and smaller business, you know, on the creative side and the creative strategy side to, you know, to get their brand seen and, and heard. So, oh, cool. Because when you were talking about H and M and the things that you were doing there, I'm like I bet there's a lot of people that would want, you know, to pick your brain to yeah. your help with all the experience that you have that's over 20 years and h&m is a huge brand yeah and you also told me that you worked for other brands as well but that h&m is a huge brand yeah i mean definitely um i've learned a lot there um and yeah for sure i i would love to take uh the information and, and wisdom that i've gained from you know all of these brands and help young businesses that are really you know not struggling but don't have the bandwidth to be seen and you know be more locally relevant and draw that attention toward your you know your local businesses and and so that they can strive I mean to be honest and it's uh so it's a thing for me it's definitely a passion um once again I'm working on it for the near future to you know have that business and launch that business in the proper way so very cool very cool well i don't know is there anything else you'd like to share i usually try to get in like i sometimes i'll ask people if they have a funny story to tell um if we're not just being silly throughout the conversation (laughs) but Um, yeah i mean I, I have so many stories and and I'm trying to think what's appropriate. I think um, and you don't let you know me spot you know no no no, no. I, okay. I mean I, I have a story that's it's a great story for me because um, I think this is what sparked me um, to kind of step out of the comfort zone and do different things. High school, um, I had a band teacher who was my uh, mentor. His name is uh, Royce Reagan. Mm-hmm. And I helped him basically set up the sound system for a talent show, for um, a high school talent show. Mm-hmm. Did it. And while he's setting up the speakers, he asked me to get behind the mixing board and help him basically EQ the building and EQ the, the set. He okay. was testing microphones on stage. He gave me a quick rundown of like, you know, this is highs, mids, lows, this is the volume, this is the trim, things like that. And after we set up, he was like, how'd you feel? And I was like, oh, it's great. You know, I like this. And he's like, great, you're doing a show tonight. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my heart kind of dropped into like, because <laughs> I was like, oh wow I okay and that was it you know and he was that type of person that kind of just threw you into the fire wow he was always there for support but uh-huh. pushed you out of your comfort zone 
and because of him is was the whole reason that I got into you know audio engineering um, as a younger, and that's what I wanted to do, and that's how I ended up ending up with people and traveling around the world. So his push was the ripple to the wave to where I'm at today. So he okay. So your episode just came to mind. Then yours is gonna be stepping out of your comfort zone. Yes. Yeah, because it sounds like a lot of the things that you've done in your life aren't really a lot of things that a lot of, they're not typical, you know? Some people wouldn't just, you said you grew up on a farm in Florida and then you decided to move to Switzerland and then you decided to move to New York. So, and I've done some things that aren't really typical as well, so I can relate to that. But yours is definitely stepping out because it sounds like you're pretty fearless. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, you know, where my life really changed was um, when I went to up with people. And yeah, I had been to college, um, but I've, you know, I'm 21 years old, never traveled outside of the country. Passport is like freshly creased, like no stamps in my passport at all. You know, low-income family and uh, my family, you know, gathered money. I had people, you know, give me money to, you know, and raise money for me to travel um, with other people and um, couldn't fly. I didn't have enough money to fly to uh, Tucson, Arizona. And um, I took a Greyhound bus to, 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 to Tucson, Arizona. Wow. And with, with that bus ride, I met so many different people um, that, uh, you know, I have never really, you know, been around. I've met someone um, that uh, that was gay and, you know, coming from my little small town, like that was, you know, somewhat of a taboo of like, you know, talking, hanging out with gay people. And that gentleman was just so open with me and, you know, I spent, I think it was like two hours, we had a bus ride together and then he got off at one city and then I got, um, I met a woman that was traveling from, I think she was traveling from Louisiana to San Diego, something like that, something with San Francisco or San Diego. Mm-hmm. And just learning about, you know, she um, had been on drugs and she had just gotten rehab and you know her kids were adopted and she was you know going to reconnect with her kids because the family had adopted the kids and I'd never met anyone that was like that and you know just her telling me about um you know everything from Mexico to Texas and all of these different stories so listening to her and then I met a gentleman um and growing up in the south I knew many um dogs uh, but he was a cute dog and just having a conversation with him just about you know being a black man and being aware of you know that being a black man sometimes you know not sometimes comes at a price sometimes because you're put in situations where you know you you might be the first black person someone has met mm-hmm. how do you handle that mm-hmm. um or, you know, you might be in a situation where, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes coming at you. You know, how do you handle that as, you know, as a human? And because 21 years old, I didn't, you know, everything is so new to me. And mm-hmm. so I felt like 
coming from Florida, which is green, and I, you know, grew up on a farm, and then going through Louisiana, and then hitting Texas, I felt like my life changed with each person, but it also changed with each terrain because Texas is so flat and dry. I've never seen that, and then I got, you know, to Arizona, and then there's mountains, and I've never been, a, you know, so everything changed, and it just kept opening Pandora's or the my, kept not Pandora's box, but it kept opening and expanding my mind, but also mm -hmm. just fueling that fire to learn more and more and more about people, about humanity, about different countries. And, you know, yeah, it was honestly one of the best trips of my life. And I felt like my life changed on that bus ride. Wow. I love it. You know, you mentioned to me yesterday, um, and it was something because you sound really, um, I don't even know how to express it. Almost, um, you sound thoughtful, one, but you, the way you express yourself about things, it sounds like you really, really think about things in a deep way. Because you mentioned that you growing up on the farm, how you guys, you know, the food, you would grow your own food and how, so you ate foods that you know it was seasonal yeah yeah we, so, that's mm -hmm. you know yeah exactly we we ate food that was seasonal so when i look back at it now you know it just taught you to be patient about certain things mm. um, you know um now it's it's interesting because before you can only get watermelons in a certain season now you can get them whenever you want them mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so for us you know we couldn't wait until this harvest, you know, summer season, until the watermelons came or to the sugar cane came or, you know, the pears were right on the tree. And it just taught me patience, to be patient. <clears throat> it taught me to care about um, what we grew um, and how we treated food um, or livestock or anything like that. So, yeah, it definitely taught me to be more thoughtful and mindful about what I intake, but also what I output, you know, in that, and that's in the sense of like, how do you talk to people um, and just a moral respect of everyone. So growing up on the farm, I think taught me a lot and I'm still learning and, you know, I'll probably open up things like, oh, that's what my great grandfather was talking about when he said mm. So, yeah, so I guess you can say, yes, I'm thoughtful because I reflect on what I've been taught and I always, hold my um, upbringing as my foundation, no matter where I'm at, um, no matter who I'm around. Um, that's my foundation and I will never um, shake that. So. I love it. I love it. Oh, well, thanks, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, this has been really interesting. I definitely think people are going to get a good sense of who you are from this conversation. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to add. Yeah, you know, and also too, you know, I think I talked about this yesterday and I feel like it's so important just because it has come up again in my life. And I want to say, um, you know, throughout everything I've done and everything I've learned, um, one thing that helped me, you know, and I'm still learning, one thing that helped me um, in life was therapy. Mm -hmm. I went to therapy mm -hmm. and it helped me be more um, mindful and thoughtful about communication mm -hmm. um, and also setting boundaries for yourself. Mm -hmm but also, you know, respecting other people's boundaries as well. But communication um, was definitely one of the key factors that I took away from that. 
and I feel like you know everyone is or not every I can't speak for everyone but I feel like I'm always doing the work I'm mm -hmm. trying to be more you know communicative about you know just myself and you know how I communicate with other people mm -hmm. um, just also understanding that you know words are very strong and, and powerful you never know what anyone is going through so that's why I listen to people as well yeah. um, but just Therapy. I, I would like to say therapy is a good choice, and it you know saved my life in the sense of could have taken me down a wrong path. So. Well, yeah, and I told you yesterday that maybe that you were sharing that with me because it was something that I needed to hear. I've considered it over the years, honestly, um, and it's something that I'm that's still in the forefront of my mind. So um, I appreciate you for sharing that with me. Definitely. Yeah. No, no. And I, and I, once again, it's like, you know, someone suggested it to me. So I, I suggested to everyone that I feel kind of shares that same moment or sentiment that I was having where I was in a dark place. Mm -hmm. And so I, I tell everyone, it's like, it's definitely worth it. And yeah, it's, it helped, it helped me. That's, that's my experience. It helped me. And I suggest, you know, you, you do it when it's right for you, but yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, therapy, and your therapy could be anything too as well. I mean, it could be journaling or you know doing something that you love. That could be your first step. Um, yeah. But also talking to someone that's you know non-biased and just you know to give you an honest opinion or just being able to talk to someone that you feel might not have judgment against you. Yeah, and that's the biggest part of it. One hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about it. I'm like, you know, I think everybody could use someone that you know is going to, you know, yeah. not have the judgment attached to it. That's they're strictly just listening. We, I think we all need that. Yeah, the listening is key. I mean, it could be, like I said, it can be anyone on the street. I've definitely talked to people on the street that afterwards they've just like, you know, thank you. I just needed someone to hear me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Tony, I guess with that said, I will say thank you so much for joining me today on Let's Laugh and Share podcast. I'm so grateful that you decided to come on. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It was a pleasure. I know you asked me and I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> and once again, it was just like, I didn't know where it was going to go. I was just like, yeah, let's do it. I... Um, yeah, once again, I'm, I'm about supporting, I'm about sharing, and definitely about laughter, so it, it fit right in. Aw, great, 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 great. Well, I hope that you have a great weekend, and I'm really excited to air your episode. Uh, thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Okay, thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay, have a great night. You too. Bye.